Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday evening. Be sure and stay with us for the entire show tonight. Coming up here in a few moments, I've got an incredible interview with an eight-year veteran, served our nation, went out and put his life on the line to protect your freedom and my freedom. And now you've got the state of Minnesota coming in and they want to shut down this veteran's business. It's a gym. And you go to gyms to help yourself become more healthy. They now want to shut him down. They're going to fine him $25,000 and wait. Again, this is a guy, he, he toured in Iraq. Wait until you hear what he says about Governor Tim Walls in Minnesota AG Keith Ellison. Let's just say it is a fascinating conversation. Now, speaking of Minnesota, for those of you that watch in Minnesota, even if you don't and you have friends down in the cities, I want you to think about the things that you have done to stop the spread of COVID in the state of Minnesota. What you've been told to do, I should say, from your elected leaders, from shutting down your businesses, to many people not being able to pay rent or mortgage, to not being able to maybe put food on the table, from not going to work, from not going to gyms, from putting on masks. I mean, we can go on and on down the list. And if a government is going to infringe upon your freedoms, right? They said, hey, you can only have so many people in a church. That's against the First Amendment right, but we know best because it's an emergency executive order we know what's best for you. That's the mantra you've been hearing from many of these government leaders. Well, if they're going to do that, then they better make sure it's going to work. If they're going to infringe upon your rights and my rights and our freedoms, they better be telling us stuff that's absolutely going to make a difference in stopping the spread of COVID because we're told this is a health emergency. And yes, I'm fired up tonight because when I show you some of the stuff I'm going to show you tonight, folks, it is like, what are these people doing? How often on this show have I said to you, please question everything that they're telling you right now? Governor Walls is not a doctor. He's not a scientist. He's not an epidemiologist. Yes, he's got good people around him. We understand that. But I've told you for quite some time that these people don't know what they're doing. They are making this up as they go. And they're infringing upon your rights and waiting to see, hey, when are people going to finally stand up and stop and say, stop? When are they finally going to go, oh, that's right. I've got this thing called the Constitution that gives me my God-given inalienable rights to go take a stand for those things. And again, you're going to hear from this veteran. He's doing it. I hope more of us will follow his lead. But I bring this up because I want to share with you earlier today, uh, Governor Walls, Jan Malcolm, she runs the Minnesota Department of Health. They held a press conference regarding long-term care facilities in Minnesota. But, but I want to show you this snippet. And what I really want you to look at here that I'm going to share with you is notice the graphics Okay, and the color change. This is what I'm going to share with you is what's happened over the past five weeks. It's a little bit delayed in time because obviously they've got to you know put their data in. But again, think about in Minnesota what they've asked you to do. All the things that they've asked you to say, hey, if you just do this, we will stop the spread of COVID. And then watch what's happened as of late in Minnesota. Here's Jan Milk. And here on this map, you can just see as the, the weeks progress there, that's a five-week look. The darker, uh, the darker the color in the county, the higher the concentration of cases per population. And you can just see that map filling in over the last five weeks. I do. And yet, there it is, spreading, spreading, spreading. I get that we are working to save lives. I understand that. And I want us to do that. But if the government is going to infringe upon your rights and they're going to dictate, literally dictate for you to be doing things, then it better darn work. And I'm going to use nice language tonight because I've got much stronger language I could be using. But it better work. And it's not working. Now, 
to just even put a cherry on top of all this, okay, after today's press conference, uh, Governor Wallace did his media pressure, which he did. I don't know why it doesn't do them together, but anyways, he does them a little bit separate. And Tom Hauser out of Minneapolis tweeted this out. And when I, again, science, follow the science. Well, I, I can't even believe I'm about to show this to you. But this is what they said, according to Tom Hauser. He's a very, very good reporter out of the cities. On a media briefing call, Governor Walls and Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm say there are no Minnesota-specific studies on how effective our mask mandate has been. But both say they think, they think, no proof, right? There's no data. There's no peer-reviewed studies. They think wearing a mask is one of the best ways to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Now, I get it. Many of you out there can say, hey, Berg, there's a bunch of studies out there that show the masks are making an impact. But I shared with you just recently, there was the study out of the MIT, University of San Francisco, California, San Francisco, where they did 1,083 counties. They were going to show how the mask made is making this big, huge difference. And they had to yank the study because the numbers weren't what they thought they were. And we still haven't seen what the new numbers have shown. Now, why is that? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. But I don't want a governor acting as a dictator telling me to shut down my business, potentially BK my family, not be able to put food on my table. And then they want to come out and say, well, I can't really prove to you this is going to work, but we think it does. We have rights that we need to stand. You see what's happening in New York. I'm sure you've seen the stories. They go to into a restaurant. The cops show up and arrest the guy at the, at the restaurant. You're going to hear from this, this veteran, eight-year veteran in a moment about what's happening in his gym down in southern Minnesota. Before we get to that, I want to sort of set the table, if you will, because I'm sure many of you have seen this clip. It was on CNBC, I believe, earlier today because it's been making arounds on social media. But there was a little bit of a scrap, if you will, on CNBC about big box stores and then restaurants and churches. And again, the science, the science. You tell me, why is it okay to go have the big box stores open? You've got hundreds of people walking through box stores, but the gentleman you're going to hear for a moment can't open up his gym that has maybe 20 people in it at a time. And oh, by the way, I'm going to the gym to do what? To make myself even improve my health and ideally, hopefully even improve my immune system while I'm doing that. All right, here's the clip from CNBC. Let me set this up for you. And, uh, this is fantastic. The difference between a big box retailer and a restaurant, or frankly, even a, a church, are so different, it's unbelievable. Going I disagree. Into a big box retailer, I disagree. You're wear- I disagree. You're wearing you can a mask. have your thoughts, and I you're can have mine. to wear a mask. I disagree. I, it's science. I'm sorry. It's science. If it's you're wearing a mask, science. it's a different story. 500 people at a Lowe's aren't any safer than 150 people in a restaurant that holds 600. I don't believe it. Sorry, don't believe okay. it. And I you, live in an area don't... where there's a lot of restaurants that have fought back and they don't have any problems. And they're open. Okay, you don't have to believe it, but let me just say this. You're doing a I disservice to I the won't. viewer because the viewers need to you understand it. You are doing it. a disservice we, we to having... the viewer. You are. You are. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, 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 I, I would like to keep our viewers as healthy as humanly possible. The idea of packing people into yeah. restaurants. I think our viewers are smart enough to make a, part of those decisions on their completely own. Different I don't things. think that I'm much smarter different than all the viewers. Like First, I love that guy, right? We're, 
Where is the science? That's why Governor Walter said, well, we can't really prove this to you, but we think. And that's my point. We've had a mess made in Minnesota now for how long? And yet I just showed you what Jan Malcolm shared with you, what's been happening in October and the beginning of November as far as the spread of COVID throughout the state of Minnesota. And according to her, it's rampant. So what gives? And most importantly, if you're going to tell me to do things, then make sure they're going to work if you're going to infringe upon my constitutional rights, the, my right to freedom, my right to life, liberty, and happiness, right? I go, go to work and go do my job and create a business because it makes me happy. So I bring that up because I want to share with you this powerful interview. Again, he's a veteran, served in Iraq, and all he wants to do now is just basically run his gym, build a business, and be happy. Here's our interview. Brandon, uh, first off, thank you for your service. Thanks for your time today. And if you will, for audience, because I, it's just so stunning to me that we're going to shut down a place that actually is going to improve people's health. What, what happened? Have you spoken? To, like, did the AG reach out to you and say, hey, we're going to shut you down and here's why? How were those conversations? Um, yeah. So like last May, um, when the governor shut down the state for the first time, I think it was in April, um, I opened up May 1st. And uh, despite his executive order, um, kind of as like a make it or break it, um, point and uh, evidently they they had kind of like a hard on for me so to speak ever since because I uh, I got a phone call the Friday before or the Friday of the executive order 2099 which is this new one in Minnesota that he just implemented a couple weeks ago and they said hey we have reason to believe this is from the attorney general's office that uh, you are going to remain open um, like you did last time and I said absolutely um, this is unconstitutional it's unlawful it's unjust and um there was a few other choice words in there that i won't say that i told them but um so what, what i want to know from you is you you served our nation you went over to iraq to put your life on the line to protect our freedoms over here and now it just feels like so many freedoms are being squelched i, I just got to get your take on the fact that you served this nation in such a powerful way to protect freedoms and, and now they're being deteriorated. Yes, and that's kind of where my passion lies. Um, the first, like I said, the first time I, I, I violated, I guess, their so-called law, um, you know, it was for the the better of my business so I don't go bankrupt, right? And now this second time, you know, with this lawsuit, I, I, I'm not in it for my business anymore. Um, I've come to terms that if these extensions keep getting longer and longer, it, you know, I'm prepared mentally for my business to fold, right? But um, my passion lies with, with exactly what you said, you know, all of us service members took an oath to protect the constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And unfortunately, I feel as well as many others that there's domestic terrorism here in the United States and in the state of Minnesota with this unlawful abuse of power by our governor and the attorney general. So just so I'm clear, you're alleging that the governor and A.G. Keith Ellison are domestic terrorists in your mind. My opinion. My yeah, opinion. yeah. yeah. Um, very, very powerful statement. Um, they say that I'm, I'm going to get into the constitutional part in a minute, but they say this is all about health. Right. They want to protect Correct. people's health. I'm not a I'm not a uh, doctor, but I I think. I think that if I go work out and do certain things, it helps improve my immunity. Uh, here they want to shut down a gym. I, have you had any 
COVID cases that have been contact traced back to your gym since you've been open in early May? Zero. So I want to share with our audience something because a couple of things here. I want to get your chance to react to this. Um, Tom Hauser, reporter down the Minneapolis area, tweeted out back in the end of November, hey, uh, Yes, Governor Walls admits that closing health clubs is counterintuitive when it comes to mental and physical health during the pandemic. But he says because people are breathing hard while exercising, they can spread COVID. Although the Minnesota Department of Health stats show relatively few outbreaks in cases in gyms. I want to share one more data point with our audience, Brandon, at the fact that within Keith Ellison's injunction, within his lawsuit, he tries to frame the idea that gyms are a hot spot for COVID outbreaks. And he mentions here, and according to his own numbers in the lawsuit, 750 confirmed cases from gyms. Well, if you do the math based on the hundreds of thousands of cases in Minnesota, it ends up being that gyms are attributed to 0.27% of the total, total number of cases in the entire state of Minnesota. You're a smart man. You served our country. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're not really trying to close you down for help. What, what are they trying to do, do you think it? Based on that data, I should say. You know, I guess I, at this point, I really don't know what they're thinking. Um, a lot of their logic and reasoning just doesn't make sense to, you know, to the people. And, you know, we're getting frustrated with that. And I personally, again, feel that it's just blatant and utter discrimination against small businesses. Um, you know, it, it, I got served with that lawsuit the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, Thanksgiving was on Thursday. Friday, I got an email from the attorney general's office that there was a court hearing set up for this past Tuesday already, but yet there could be hundreds of thousands of people at the Mall of America or these big, big department stores and big box stores. You know, I don't understand why these health clubs can't have members in there bettering their health and well-being, their mental health. They're building their immunity for viruses. You know, obviously being in the Midwest, we're coming into the season where the weather gets colder and the white stuff comes on the ground where, you know, they they, they need to be heart healthy and, and have a good sound mental health. And that's a scapegoat for a lot of people that attend uh, fitness clubs and, and athletic clubs. So speak to that, because you, you bring up a great point about the mental health piece. And also, just for clarity, people, you bring up a great point where there's a bunch of people going to Mall of America, going to Costco's, big box stores. Your gym, just so people know, it, it's not like a giant gym. How many people do you typically have in the gym at one time? And have you asked them to social distance and wear masks? So um, back in May, before I chose to open up on the first, I spaced out all my gym equipment. I took down a machine to space out some free weights more. Um, and you know, I have close to six feet, if not more in between my equipment. Um, I set up like numerous of sanitation stations to disinfect the equipment and the attachments as well as, uh, hand sanitizers. I got rid of like my actual gym towels and went to paper towels, um, you know, to, to, to make it feel safe for them that, that choose to come in and, and work out and, and better their health. So you said you had a hearing on Tuesday. How did that hearing go and, and what happened? Um, the hearing went well, I thought. I mean, it, it's an uphill battle when you're just a little guy kind of going up against the, the state. Um, uh, Wednesday afternoon, the judge made a ruling and it was in favor of the state. So they granted that temporary restraining order of injunction and I am uh, currently closed. Wow. Are you going to continue to fight this? 
Yes, absolutely. And, and like I stated before, you know, like I, I can always rebuild another business down the road, right? Open up a health club again or whatever, but I'm in this fighting for each and every single one of us. I feel our freedoms are being violated, our civil liberties, and, and I'll, I'll fight for as long as I possibly can on this. So with that being said, what for me, it seems like the obvious 14th Amendment, right? The Equal Protection Clause. Why should Costco be open, but not you? What's your attorney saying to you? Where do you stand constitutionally on this? Um, you know, we brought that up at, at the hearing and uh, the, the judge in big, bold print on the summary from um, the restraining order said, you know, Mr. Reiter's uh, constitutional uh, rights were not violated in this. And, you know, something along the lines that if, you know, if the, the judge were to grant in favor of my business, it would put me at an, it put other gyms or health clubs at an unfair advantage because I would be open. Well, the whole reason I'm fighting this is so all of us can open up and we can go about living our American dream and pursuing our freedoms and, and everything else. You know what? Thank you for taking a stand. It's clear you've got the courage to do that by, by serving our country. And I guess uh, what I'd like to know is for the Patriots watching, what can we do to support you? Do you have some sort of legal fund set up or what can we do to help you out? Uh, yes, a, a gentleman out of Minneapolis who's been in contact with me kind of since it started back in May um, set up a give, send, go account for attorney fees and defense funds. And I have been using that. Um, th those that have already donated and, and sent your kind words of encouragement and stuff, I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, 100% goes to my attorneys for for this battle because it's not over um this first court hearing was just for that restraining order and i do have another one coming up i guess according to the the lawsuit where they're suing me for twenty five thousand dollars jeez so for violating the executive order um brandon you're in our prayers thank you again for standing up for our freedoms i hope more people uh, will follow your lead sir and have the courage to do so thank you very much you guys appreciate it i appreciate that all right, stay with us. we got a lot more coming up here on Point of View. We're obviously going to get to your points of view. As always, we love, love hearing from you. And very easy to share your point of view with us. You can email us. You can text us. You can leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.